Hey, Barstool listeners, you can find every episode of this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. We got the man of a million voices, Joey Monero. Good morning, Stephen Che. This is Stephen Che. Uh, great, great episode this week. We're actually going to air our interview with Aaron Jones, who's uh, about to be a free agent running back for the Packers. Um, we taped this right before, I think the day before his game uh, against the Los Angeles Rams, um, which he had a great game for. Um, so very fun interview there. We're asking about a ton of stuff, his impending free agency. Uh, playing PlayStation while uh, his girlfriend was giving birth uh, in the delivery room. Uh, a lot of fun stuff with Aaron Jones. Pack uh, just the, all the traditions with Lambo riding a bike with kids and everything. It's training camp, um, fun show. Couple headlines uh, we want to get to. So, I mean, the big lead story kind of in the NFL. You know, the uh, it's a non-quarterback is JJ Watt. So the Texans are obviously in a lot of turmoil right now. Uh, you know, they hired Nick Casario from the Patriots to be their GM, a vacated spot from Bill O'Brien. Um, and then they, you know, took their time hiring a coach, didn't take Deshaun Watson's input, um, end up hiring kind of a journeyman uh, head coach who has no head coaching experience. Um, and Deshaun Watson later that day asks for a trade. And now the other you know, that's still being worked out. Apparently they're not, they're saying they're not going to trade him at least, uh, you know, we'll see what happens down the road, but the Texans pillar of their franchise, arguably he probably is him and Andre Johnson, probably the, the greatest player in franchise history. JJ Watt asked for his release and was granted it. So he is now a free agent. He gets a four ish four or five week head start on free agency. Where do you guys think JJ Watt is going to land? Keeping in mind, you guys are both fans of the team where two of the three Watt boys play. <laughs> Go ahead, Joey. You know, it would be it would be a dream come true. It would be a really awesome thing to see the Watt brothers all together. All the TV networks would be losing their minds. The parents could go to all the games. The mom wouldn't have to wear that wonky Chargers <laughs> Steelers yeah. three-way jersey or whatever the fuck it was. It'd be great. TJ's already recruiting him. Um, the uh, Permani brothers in Pittsburgh, a, a Pittsburgh staple, said that they changed their name to from the Permani brothers to the Watt brothers if he came really? uh, yeah. to Pittsburgh. Yeah, they tweeted that out, so I got some traction. Um, I, I, I've I've given JJ shit about it for a while now. He's he's played along back and forth with it. I think all that would be great. But man, are our guys strapped for cash? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our guys are strapped for cash. And, and as much as it pains me to say, there's, there's, there's honestly better options when I take my Steelers hat off and I put my, my, uh, you know, barstool, uh, big J journal hat on, there's better options for him to try to win in Lombardi than, than Pittsburgh right now. Unfortunately, I think it would be great. I would love it. I would, I would definitely get a Jersey right away, but I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I hope that he lands in green Bay rather than what I've seen on Twitter today saying that he is interested in the possibility of Cleveland. If he goes to the Browns, I may not watch football next season. I will just be so devastated from the horrific loss that we had in the playoffs to them. And then JJ Watt looking to come to Pittsburgh goes to Cleveland. Like I would just, that would be too much for me to handle. So I'm hoping green Bay and not Cleveland. Yeah. I think anybody that gets JJ Watt, they're going to get a leader. They're going to get some guy who's passionate about football, who wants to win, who's fired up, who dominated the NFL for a long time. I don't think he's as impactful as he was in his early years. I don't think I'm wrong for saying that. I think he's battled some back injuries, battled with back injuries, and, and yep. dealt with some other things. Um, but overall, he he still get off the ball and make plays, and he's still a factor. So I don't want to discredit him in that regard. But if I'm him. And he's going on what is this year ten for him or year eleven or something like that? I mean, he's, uh, he's played ten seasons, so it'll be the eleventh season. Right for him, as as any other ball player, you got to start looking at life. What does it look like in the next three years? Like he's a guy, year thirteen, fourteen could hang it up. 
and you want to hang it up in a market where people know your name and you, your impact. So I wouldn't be surprised if a team like Miami, who is a quarterback, you know, away from going to the playoffs and making a, a solid run, playing with a young defense, you got Brian Flores, the, team, the, the organization as a whole is really coming around. They look like they have a bright future. If you if you're a Miami Dolphin, you need a face of the franchise like Jason Taylor was for the Dolphins, who led that defense, who who was who was impactful to the community. That's what JJ Watt brings to the table. So if I'm the Miami Dolphins, I'm doing everything I can to get JJ in Florida rocking a Finns jersey. So um I like him. I can understand why he would go to Cleveland closer to his brother. You're playing in the AAC North football. You got a defense who, you know, by all accounts, you know, the Browns are an up and coming team. They, I mean, whatever you, whatever happens with Odell next year happens, but um, right now they're the team you got to say they're they're the boogeyman of the AFC North. So um, yeah, I I can see Cleveland, but if I was him, I would somehow try to make my way down to Miami uh, and compete in a division that's not very competitive outside the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's certainly uh, an option for him. Um, one thing I would say is, so JJ Watt, uh, you know, in his first five years in the league, arguably was on track to be the best defensive player ever. I mean, he had 20 and a half sacks in his second season. He's had two seasons, um, over 20 sacks recently, you know, he hasn't been great. And a lot of that has been health the last five years. Um, he's only played 16 games twice, one of which being this past season, but in this past season, when he played 16 games, he had five sacks. So, you know, he does play in a much harder position where it is to get sacks. He plays three, four defensive end. It's not necessarily a glory or stats position. Um, but he's not the same guy that he once was. In the last five years, he's made one Pro Bowl and one All-Pro team. Um, again, a lot of that has been due to injury. But at the same time, you know, your best ability is availability. And with him, it is going to be a question mark. Willie pointed out, like, his back injuries. That's not something that guys typically can play with, especially right. at that position. So um, I would certainly be worried about that if I was a team going to sign him. Um, but when you look at teams that could sign him, I think after all of this time in Houston, you know, constant, you know, first round exit, they lost the Chiefs, obviously, in devastating fashion uh, last year. But I think he's going to look to a team that is on the cusp um, of winning. So. I think Cleveland certainly would be an option. You know, Pittsburgh has that allure, but he's going from making, you know, $17 million. Is he going to take like a veteran minimum salary? I think that'd be interesting. Obviously the family aspect um, is interesting. The Packers certainly uh, are very interesting. They have some good pass rushers on the outside. Um, They could certainly use a guy like him on the interior. Um, And he's from Wisconsin. He grew up a Packers fan. So that naturally I think could make a lot of sense. Um, I also wouldn't rule out the Bucks just because of the Tom Brady effect. Like you see a lot of veterans going to win. So if he sees, you know, the Super Bowl two weeks ago and, you know, the Bucks could use a guy like that and Dominican Sue is a free agent who plays the same position, um, that that could be a fit, you know, just looking at Tom and, you know, obviously the weather. Tom Brady talks so much about how the weather uh, did so much good for his body this year. So that's an option. But yeah, I mean, J.J. Watt's going to be forever a Texan. This is a guy who raised, I don't even remember how much, like 60-something million dollars, um, like after the, what was the tornado, the tornadoes hit, like just the devastating uh, time in Houston, the hurricane, sorry about that, um, but su- such a devastating time in Houston. This is a guy who, you know, on just his platform alone uh, made this enormous dis- difference, so he's always going to be a Texan, um, no matter what he accomplishes the rest of his career, but um Sorry, go ahead. No, you're right. You're right. But I will say you could maybe a wild card. They have the money and ultimate fuck you to Houston or not Houston, but the Texans for how bad that franchise was to him down the stretch. Go sign in Indianapolis. Huh? They got the money uh, Add to the defensive line with DeForest Buckner. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe he's in division, play him twice a year. They're on the cusp like a Cleveland in a way. He's playing so. quarterback though. I don't know. Hey, I don't know. Like I said, it would be interesting. It's not likely, but hey, if he wants to get back at Houston and the Texans, maybe sign a place like that. I don't know. I think he wants to go somewhere where he can win. Like he has a, the, the, you know, him showing up at a, a division around I mean, a championship is um is important. Like Green Bay, you put JJ right, Watt in Green Bay, they're they're going back to the NFC NFC championship. I mean, they they have enough. Um, but I also think with JJ, man, you get a player like that. 
he commands other players. There's going to be some free agents out yeah. there that who say, oh, JJ is, you know, he's in Cleveland. I'll go to Cleveland and, and beef up. You know what I mean? So I think we're in the age where players are like what the NBA was kind of going through or still going through a little bit where if they can tack on to one or two guys who can really make a push in one year, like, done. You heard Steve McClendon say it. He goes, listen, my name is no longer Steve McClendon. Yeah. My name is Super Bowl champ Steve McClendon. J.J. Watt's resume is out of the roof, but he's not a Super Bowl champion. He wants that. So why wouldn't he's going to find a team that, you know, that, that really has a legit shot? Yeah. Um, whatever, wherever he lands up, um, hopefully it is a magical season for him, especially if he signs with my bucks. Um, but growing up, cereal was one of the best parts about being a kid, but I had to give it up. So the TB12 method in January uh, for the playoffs, I realized, you know, it was full of sugar and junk and stuff you really shouldn't eat. I've been trying to cut down on carbs, sugar, unhealthy food, and realized basically I can't eat anything anymore. I've been drinking protein shakes and powder for years, but I finally found a delicious way to get my protein before and after workouts. You know, with New Year's and obviously, you know, since CB12 method, I'm still trying to eat better. Healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic Spoon has all the flavors you love, but not all the bad spots, the bad stuff. And they also released a brand new variety pack. I actually had some of this this morning uh, featuring peanut butter, which is awesome. They released the peanut butter as a limited edition flavor in 2020 and it sold out three times. Peanut butter has gotten so much love, they decided to keep it for a permanent rotation in the variety pack with frosted, fruity, and cocoa. It's got zero sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net carbs per serving, and only 140 calories each serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. So go to magicspoon.com slash deep to, gra- to grab a variety pack and try it today. Be sure to use our promo code DEEP at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident you'll like in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash deep. Use the code DEEP for $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring the episode. I've said it before. I'll say again, my kid had Magic Spoon this morning. Loves it. Um... Huge family favorite. So we have Magic Spoon locked and loaded in the Jay household all the time. Go to breakfast. I'm going to look at you real close today to see if you're highly conditioned and ready to go. You know what I mean? And if you're not, I'm going to put you in the news. Um, all right, let's transition into uh, another topic. Um, so obviously, you know, J.J. Watts is big news. But we also had another retirement that happened literally on the same day. So a guy, a guy very close to you. Marquise Pouncey, Steelers center, will your teammate for a very long time, announced his retirement. I mean, Joe, you're obviously a huge Steelers fan. Will you, you know, you played with him. What does this mean to you guys? Will I'll let you go first? Well, I, I think it's, it's, it's an end of an era. I think we all can kind of tell back uh, to when him and Ben were kind of sitting on the bench crying after the loss um, this year in the playoffs. And I think, you know, when, when I was, it was around 2009, 2010, when Pouncey joined, when he was drafted, man, um, and I was just kind of like coming off an injury, and I was moving to left guard at the time, and he was obviously our starting center. Man, I knew from day one the kid was special. I mean, this he he played with such a freedom, um, and and I wish I could have have uh, Ryan Jensen here to talk about it, man. He he plays with such a with, with, with a joy and a passion for the game. A lot of guys don't play with that because a lot of times guys want to be ultra perfect on the field, right? They, they want to do their best. They want to kind of just, they want everything to kind of be, you know, right on par. And you have some guys who just, you know, they get caught up in the moment and maybe the stage is too big for them or there's always something. He plays with absolute freedom and he loves the game and his, 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 his passion, his charisma, his his charm, his grit, his fight, his athleticism, all comes to comes to play uh, when he suits up on Sunday. So I I had a lot of time to talk and, and get to know him and to see where he is at, where he's at right now as a man, is um is is astounding, man. Because he obviously he's had a hell of a career. He's a kick ass center for a long time, but he really embodied the steal away, and that's and that and and I don't think too many guys um, could say that. Um, at the end of their career, right? You know, a lot of guys either leave that organization either bitter that they weren't able to continue or something's happened or something's kind of gotten away. He he left as a Steeler and he he embodied everything what it meant to be a Steeler. So uh, I'm I'm just so happy for him because he can look back 
Um, obviously, he never had a ring, um, but he can look back and be very proud of everything he's been able to accomplish, him and his brother. Uh, to have two twin brothers retire and, and have the careers they have is, is, is very rare. So um, he, he, he means a lot to me. He's a special person to me, and uh, I love him to death. And uh, I'm just happy that he's, he's walking out on his own accord. He's not getting pushed out. Um, like some other Steeler greats, and then uh, who are very to this day are bitter yourself, on how they, uh, yeah, on how they how they were treated. Uh, but that's not Pouncey. He gets to leave uh, knowing that he gave it his every breath of his body. He tried to fight fight for the organization and to the, and for the game itself. So uh, I'm I'm very happy for. Him. Yeah, I uh, agree with everything Willie said. I mean, a guy who's a day one starter after he got drafted in the first round in, in 2010. Uh, at center, obviously, he's formed that connection, that bond with with Big Ben. Um, so that's kind of where my mind goes next, obviously. And and B- Big Ben's Twitter account uh, tweeted out, you know, a quote from Ben that he just said, "I have no words, you know, thank you, and I love you." With a picture of him hugging Pouncey, um, you know, one of his best friends on the team, such a strong connection. Like Ryan, uh, we were just talking about Ryan Jensen coming uh, with with Tom Brady. Um, yeah, man. I mean, just uh, one of those guys that you want to go in a back alley with, you know, like I, and, and Willie, uh, you can speak to it, obviously way more than me, but I feel like, you know, if I had to pick a few Steelers besides, besides Willie, it would be, you know, Marquise Pouncey and David DeCastro. You know, these are guys that you, and you saw it, uh, you know, in the unfortunate incident with Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph, the two dudes that are right there trying to whoop the shit out of Miles Garrett after, after <laughs> what happened with Mason Rudolph was Pouncey and DeCastro. Uh, that's just the kind of guy and player that Marquise Pouncey was, the kind of teammate he was. Uh, you know, all, all, all sorts of Steelers beat reporters talked about how, yeah, they'll miss him as a center, but, man, they're going to miss him in the locker room too just because of the kind of teammate and the kind of uh, veteran that that young guys could come in and look up to and that he could take care of. So it's going to be a big loss for sure in multiple ways for the Steelers. And, and, and you know, Pouncey's a legend. I'm so glad that he got to be a Steeler his entire career. Uh, I, I tweeted about it. I was super bummed that, that we couldn't get him a ring. He went to the Super Bowl in his rookie season, didn't get to play because he was hurt. Um, but a Steeler for life. And, and now, of course, my next question comes to what does this mean for Big Ben? Is that enough to push Big Ben to where he says, you know, pounce is, pounce is done. I, I just don't have an enemy anymore. I, I, I'm done too. Or, or will he come back and be ready to work with a free agent signing at center or a rookie center that we draft this year? That's my next question. Yeah, and I also want to say this real quick. You know, think about the center position. When you just like the the quarterback or a star defensive lineman or, or whatever linebacker is the face of the franchise. Uh, uh, all pro center usually is too. Like when you, so when you have guys like Jensen and Pouncey and Jeff Saturdays of the world and 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 on and on those those are guys who you as an owner as a, as a somebody who owns a team. Your center is the guy you want to see. And if you have the luxury of seeing the same guy play that position for a long time and driving offense and to have your quarterbacks back, the guy, the quarterback who you're paying a hundred million dollars over years, when you know, he's in good hands with a solid center. Um, that, that, that's hard to replace. That's not something like, you know, Nick Mangold, you know, you don't see those guys come around and have those type of careers and be as dominant and be a you know, cornerstone for a franchise. So, you have the Nick Mangos and the Ryan Jensen's and the, and, and the Marquise Pounceys and some of these solid, solid centers, man. Um, you know they're hard because those guys don't stick around, and nor they can they can they really gel with a quarterback. You know, so so that's why when you see those guys last as long, that means they're special. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because yeah, if Pouncey's gone, if ben, if Big Ben goes, like these decisions are going to have to come pretty soon because you know. Yeah. The, Big Ben's on it. They're like, what are the Steelers doing at quarterback? If, you know, free agency is a, is about a month away. Um, a lot of a lot of quarterback names are, are going to be changing for for teams. It'll be very interesting in the next of the draft. Um, but the Steelers, based on their record this year, is not going to pick them too high. Um, should be interesting to see. Um, but we've got a very fun interview with Packers running back, current Packers running back, maybe not for too long. Aaron Jones, he's going to be one of the crown jewels of this free agent class. Um, one of the best running backs in the league. Um, he is going to be hitting free agency, it appears, unless he works out a deal uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, but Aaron Jones, Packers running back, fun interview. Pro bowler, Aaron Jones, long-deserved Packers running back. Welcome to the program, Aaron. How you doing? 
Good, and you? Thank you for having me. Uh, we're doing great. We're doing great. Um, before we get into it, we obviously have to pump, you know, kind of what you're doing right now. Uh, we were taping this in full transparency right before you guys playoff game against the Los Angeles Rams. Um, but you have a very cool um, promotion going. Aaron launches the Yards for Shoes campaign. Tell us about that real quick. Uh, yes, definitely. I'm uh, blessed to team up with uh, through my foundation and uh, blessed to team up with Cousin Subs and Adidas and um, every yard that is that I rush for uh, tomorrow will go to a kick in a free pair of shoes. So uh, every every yard I rush for is a is a free pair of shoes for an elementary middle school kid in the Green Bay area. And uh, we also did a shoe drive. We're doing a shoe drive uh, as well in El Paso. So I'd uh, love to give back to the community. And I'm not only playing for myself and my teammates, but playing for the kids as well. Love it. Speaking of El Paso, uh, my former offensive line coach was a coach for you too, Sean Kugler. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, he was my O-line coach when I was in Pittsburgh. And uh, he talked highly about you. I knew about you and Hernandez, obviously, with the Giants. You guys were always uh, – some people like, Willie, you like these guys. These guys are fucking scrappy. And he would give me that he – he would crunch up his face. <laughs> yeah, you sound like him too. <laughs> yeah, he, he was uh, – I remember I actually went to El Paso and had a hell of a time at Jaguars. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you about that story. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's a strip club too, Jay. um anyway I want, I want to fast forward a little bit man you guys have had a very uh under the hood type season man you guys have been kicking a lot of tail ha- obviously had its ups and ups and downs uh but me personally as far as all 32 teams that are in the nfl you guys have seen not to get the credit you guys deserve do you feel that way obviously aaron Rodgers has been playing at a huge level i think he's this year's mvp without a doubt but as a collect, as a team collectively, you feel like going into this game against the Rams, like, listen, we're not just obviously playing to go to the Super Bowl, but we want to make a statement. Like, we belong here. This isn't just a fluke. This isn't just us just kind of just being the Green Bay Packers, that we we deserve to be here and we want to make a statement. Uh, we're not paying too much attention to the media. Uh, we know where we belong, and uh, we, we let that do, do – uh, we let that play uh, show uh, – we let our play during the talking right. on the field and – uh, so we we just worry about coming in every day and stacking success, uh, piling piling them on, and then uh, so when it gets gets to that time on Sunday, we're ready to go, and uh, we know we know what our goal is and our and where our focus is at. So we control what we can control. Mm. Aaron, I see that you rock the the big shades on the sideline, man. When you're when you're not on the field, what's the story behind that? Are you are you blocking out the haters? What what what's the story behind the glasses? Uh, so I'm with Oakley and I was supposed to wear them, uh, coming into the stadium week one, I left them on the bus. So I was like, if I score, I'm gonna put them on and, uh, put them on. It's just something I've been doing ever since I scored it. Every time I score, you'll see me pull them out and put them on. <laughs> I love it. Um, I gotta ask this because last year, you know, you kind of set the, uh, the world on fire, the fantasy football world on fire specifically with 19 touchdowns. So this year, uh, there was a bit of a campaign going free Aaron Jones. Are you paying attention to that? And do you pay attention to guys that are like, hey, you're on my fantasy team? Uh, does that matter to you? Do you think about that all during the game or not at all? Uh, no, that's, that, that doesn't cross my mind during the game. Uh, I mean, I want to. I want to be successful every time I touch the ball. So uh, if you're if you got me on your fantasy team, then. Uh, I mean, you know, I have the right mindset at least, and uh, I want to be productive every time I touch it. And I think as every other player does. So, yeah, we we try to do what we can control. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I want to pivot to your quarterback. I was fortunate enough to play with the guy that's right over my right shoulder, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. I know what he's like in the on game day, and I know what he's about on and off the field. Who's Aaron Rodgers, man? All I know about Aaron Rodgers is that he throws touchdowns, he dates hot chicks, and sometimes dumps them, and then goes back to when it and it's always in contention for an MVP uh, a trophy every year. Who is Aaron Rodgers to you and to the team? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's a great leader, um, a great person on and off the field, and just somebody that you look forward to going to work uh, with every day. Uh, you know he's going to push you to be your best. Uh, he expects nothing but your best every day because he's, that's what he's going to give you. Um, he puts those hours in, so he just expects you to come in prepared, know know the playbook, know what you're doing, and um, but at the same time, he's going to help you elevate your game. He's going to teach you things in the course of it. Uh, man, so smart. He knows where all the blitzes is coming from. Like I'm sure you've been playing with Roethlisberger, so you know you know pretty much the same thing. And then um, in terms of just uh, giving players that confidence, I mean, I remember when I uh, 
uh, was about to take my first offensive snap. I think it was like week four of my rookie year, week four or five. And I run in the game. He was like, I want you to know I'm one of your biggest fans in this organization. And I mean, I, I was like, damn, like coming from a, a future Hall of Famer, like this is about to be my first snap on the, like, <laughs> this is regular season. So he sent me in the preseason, but regular season, this my, matter of fact, this is my first time on the field with you. Like I've been on the field with, uh, you know, the backups and stuff preseason. So uh, it do, did a lot for my confidence as a young guy coming in. And um, I mean, I, I mean, I see him picking up players all the time and just uh, trying to be a great leader. Uh, one real quick before you go, Joe, you said he taught you something um, in, your, in your time playing with him. What do you think he taught you the most that you will forever hold on to? Um, I think it just uh, be a pro every day. Be like, just be prepared, be on top of of your of your stuff which you and can control what you can control and uh everything else will work itself out aaron you you gotta have you have you asked him at all if, if you can get in on the action with him and all the commercials he's in with state farm i mean we got we got aaron and aaron this could be a beautiful marketing scheme for like a law firm or something like you got you got to get in there and get your acting chops with them right I definitely got to get in there. I'm going to I'm 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 mess with him. I'm going to tell him I need to get in one of those commercials, start my acting career. <laughs> Come on, man. You can't have Mahomes in there with him. I need Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron and Aaron. That's perfect. Yeah, I think that would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> this interview with uh, Green Bay Packers running back Aaron Jones is brought to you by Chevy Silverado. And here to talk more about Chevy Silverado is another uh, primetime player, former primetime player, from Saturday Night Live, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon, hey, man, what do you got to say about Chevy Silverado? <laughs> oh, Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever, buddy. Oh, Silverado's strong. It's advanced. It's dependable. It's hardworking. Silverado's dependable like the people who drive them, buddy. The design is big. It's it's bold. It's it's <laughs> it's commanding. The truck, I mean, it turns heads. The truck turns heads, buddy. A partner with great determination. Any anything, anything is possible. And Silverado is a partner in that. You can use it for for tailgating, for hauling, for towing, off-roading. I mean, you can move it. You can use it for moving day, buddy. I mean, helping out your friend or family member, road trips, all these things. So Chevy Silverado, buddy. Chevy Silverado, the the, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Thanks, Jimmy. Stephen Shea, back to you. Um, of Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, he does have kind of like a, a steely glare. Um, you're actually a very good receiver out of the backfield and a pass blocker, but have you ever like messed up an assignment or messed up a route and he kind of gives you that look? Like, what is, has there been a time you kind of messed things up and Aaron Rodgers uh, let you hear about it? Uh, it's more so a look. He doesn't really hound you or let you know about it. And you know that look, just, all right, make, make up for it and make, make the play next time, do the right thing next time. And then it's it's pretty cool because the next time it comes up and you do do the right thing, he lets you know. He doesn't just give you that look, but he lets you know, hey, way to make up for it. That's what I was talking about. That's that's why I gave you the look because I know I know what you're capable of, pretty much. And uh, so that, that's the cool thing with him. Now, he not only gives you the look, but he he tells you when you're doing right as well. There's been a lot of good running backs who I think have really taken the next step this year. Um, I feel like you're honestly one of them. Um, but every Sunday you hear about Derrick Henry. You hear about guys like Dalvin Cook and then shit Kareem Hunt. Um, you're in those conversations. What? How would you? You know, the season's not over for you. But where? Who do you like out of that bunch that I just mentioned? And where do you see yourselves among? See yourself amongst those guys? Uh, I mean, I, all of them you just named. I mean, Derrick Henry, uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, Alvin Kamara, mm -hmm. Nick Chubb, Dalvin. Uh, not Dalvin Cook. Sorry. Uh, who am I thinking about? Kareem Hunt. Uh, Kareem Hunt. Um, all those guys are great guys to be among. Josh, uh, Josh Jacobs as well. Uh, my guy out in uh, my guy out in uh, Chicago, David Montgomery. He balled this year. Uh, you got the young guy uh, Robinson in Jacksonville. So um, I'm proud of all those guys, and uh, just to. I mean, all those guys broke a thousand yards, and I, I think that's something uh, special to do in the NFL. Uh, but I, I, so I say in that group, but right there up there with Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry. So a lot of uh, what you share with a few of those guys, especially Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, is that you 
are or they were going to be free agents at the end of the season. So those guys actually signed extensions. What are you thinking going into free agency? Are you prioritizing, you know, maybe giving a hometown discount to the Packers and staying in a comfortable environment with Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur? Or are you just trying to, you know, uh, maximize your worth right now, right now on the free agent market? Uh, right now, I'm just worried about winning that Super Bowl, getting that ring, and uh, maximizing that. That's where all my focus is on. And, uh, oh, shit, you want the money. Say it, goddammit. No, hey, I, I, I want the ring, really. We right there. I want the ring. We right there. And uh, that'll come after. So it, it kind of it, it lines up. It works itself out. Right. Where do you – you got – you balling out. You got Aaron Rodgers MVP probably. Devontae Adams has taken a step this year to be probably the best receiver in the league. Where do you rank that big three? You know, everybody talks about in the NFL having kind of that triplets with the quarterback, the receiver, the running back. Where do you rank that three of you guys in the league right now and maybe even creeping up, you know, all time with the Emmett Smiths and the Michael Irvins and the Troy Aikmans and guys like that? Uh, right now I'll say number one, and uh, I I didn't even think about it that deep, like the the history of Going like the big podcast. threes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty that's pretty dope. Uh, that that's that's a the group you named of uh the old history. Like that's that's some good groups to have your name thrown into. So uh, I think that's special. Uh, but I right now, if you ask me, I'll say one. Yep. So. We, we got to ask about this. Um, a picture of you went viral. Uh, Willie and I are fathers ourselves, but a picture of you went viral uh, in the delivery room with your PS4. So I am uh, a former gamer. I used to play Madden, you know, six hours a day about. Um, so I used to play pretty hard, but you obviously are married to the game, bringing it to the delivery room. What is the thought process there? How did the girlfriend feel about that? And then uh, did you introduce uh, a little Madden, maybe hand the sticks over to your newborn for a player too? Uh, so she was actually the one who told me to bring it. You know, a lot of people are just sitting there watching TV or on their phone or reading a book. So, um, she told me to bring it cause she had homework as well. Uh, she got there, got her, uh, the epidural and she went to sleep. She said she felt good. Um, so I plugged up my system and started playing and, uh, she thought it was funny when, when she woke up, uh, and before we had stopped at Waterburger, before we had got to the hospital, so had my Waterburger cup right there, and uh, she thought it was funny when she woke up, so she just snapped the picture. And um, I mean, I had, I didn't see a problem in it. People were on Netflix, on their computer, all of that. So, uh, I mean, I had, I had fun. It, it, it cut down the time, all of that. So, sure. What Did were you playing? Get the PS Five yet? I do have the PS Five, and I was playing Two uh, K. I was okay. playing Two K Twenty, my player. Okay. Are you oh, more yeah. of a driver dunker or are you a jump shoot, jump, uh, jump shot kind of guy? I'm a team player. I, I got a big man. I, I grab boards, kick it back out. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I get, I get my, I get my shots off the putback, off my rebound. So I'm going to have a double, double. Yeah. I, I don't need to bother my hands at all. You pick time. anybody to be in 2K and you choose to be like the big man, dirty work guy? The, the, the dirty work guy. I got to get it done. It's like, hey, somebody got to do it. That says a lot about you, Aaron. That's good. Somebody got to do it. <laughs> Having lived that role in real life, it is the worst. That's <laughs> the worst role on the team. When you know oh, you're not getting your, your looks, your I shots, mean, you got to depend on people missing to get your touches. The worst. For sure, because I'm playing with my brother and cousin sometimes. I'm sitting there posting up. I'm like, I'm wide open. I'm yelling in the mic and still not throwing it. So I don't even worry about getting the ball. I just get in, get in position to get the rebound. That's Aaron, I want to I want to talk about big men. Uh, I want to talk about your five up front, the guys that make uh, that make it all possible for you. Um, if you could characterize each guy, each five, he's can go one down left to right or right to left, however you want to start. Uh, give me one word that describes uh, each guy on your offensive line. And let's assume David Bakhtiari is healthy. Yes, uh, David Bakhtiari, uh, class clown. Really. Class clown. <laughs> oh, um, who's next? We're gonna go Elton Jenkins. Uh, country alpha dog. Big okay. country from Mississippi. He, okay. You know, yeah. uh, he's a cute dog. All of that. So you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we got Corey Lindsley. Uh, 
first team all blue hat, blue uh he blue collar guy work hard every every day um he's an ohio state guy so he likes to he likes that mentality as well he's from ohio um he's hilarious as well Corey is um kind of strong well not kind of really strong uh and then we got lucas patrick uh we started a clip uh well our media team did and it's called you got lucas because he'd just be throwing people out of the club laying on him uh he's a mauler he's a mauler he's just gonna lay on you and and let you have it he don't care who you are uh he go he, he not gonna stop to the end of the whistle uh he get a pancake he gonna lay on you and you got billy turner uh he's a he's an athlete uh big love big irie that's what he, irie he's uh big in the love he got his own style i love it uh he's himself that's that's how i'm gonna describe billy himself like yeah. he, he a big spirit guy like and then uh back to my guy elton jenkins he's a he's a to me he's an athlete you just he just out there just standing in front of you moving people he's just an athlete big athlete i love it what about the uh, I asked you about the sunglasses earlier and I was scrolling through your Instagram um, and the sombrero that's become a staple for you as well. Walking into the games. What's uh, the story behind the sombrero? Uh, yeah. So uh, me and my uh, my old girlfriend, uh, she she we had a bet and she was we were playing in Dallas. That's the first time I wore it, but it wasn't a green and yellow one. It was like a costume from Party City, a costume uh, <laughs> sombrero. And we were going back to Texas, so uh, it was a bet, and it started off like that. And I'm like, we got to talking about it. I'm like, this is where I could represent where I'm from and all of that. And she was like, yeah, you're right. Take your culture with you, all of that. And then uh, so I had a fan. His name's Senor Cheesehead. Uh, <laughs> he was already wearing sombreros in perfect Packard colors, and he, he asked me that one one. He sent me one and been rocking it ever since. So rock it every uh, – going into every game. Love that. And you also got the title belt, right? No, uh, I've, I had it once. Uh, it's, a, it's a fan, so he gave it to me riding down to practice. You have to walk into practice with the championship belt. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I got another marketing idea for you on top of the sombrero. Have you ever seen the movie Three Amigos by chance? <laughs> Three Amigos I have a while back. Okay. It's a, it's a classic. You watch it again. Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, Martin Short. But, again, going back to the big three with you, Devontae, and other Aaron, get them sombreros as well. And now we got now we got a Green Bay Three Amigos going on, you know. Hey, I like it. I mean, that's marketing. That's marketing. I'm 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 free. I'm available, Aaron. I, you know, I, right, I'm glad like, you are because ain't nobody else told me that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Aaron, talk to me about Green Bay really quick. So this year, obviously, very different. Um, but the Packers have one of the coolest traditions in sports, really, with the riding the bike with the kids. To training camp what is it like in that tradition specifically and just playing in such a it's a town it's the only it's the only uh uh franchise that plays like literally inside of a very small town uh with tailgating in people's houses right before um what is it like playing in that atmosphere and then the, kind of that training camp tradition uh the training camp tradition is amazing uh it was telling us about it before we were doing it not you hear about it you hear about it but then you get out there and you see like everything's roped off kids are already waiting like pick me pick me it's like 100 200 kids out there uh and you gotta you gotta keep in mind you gotta ride this bike to practice so you don't want to pick the smallest bike or <laughs> you know so uh no but it, it's just a cool tradition i mean it's you're riding their bike probably for i don't know it's, it's a good distance and they're either next to you see your kids walking if they're if the player decides to pedal fast the kids running uh, so it's it's a cool tradition. Uh, my little bike rider, I've had him for three years. He's like my little brother. He's became family. Uh, I hang out with him. I'm like a little mentor to him. So uh, just getting to build relationships and uh, things like that and uh, creating uh, forever lasting moments that kids won't forget. So uh, I really enjoy that. And just uh, playing up here, I'll say it's the, the closest you get to playing like in a, uh, a college atmosphere. I mean, you got the you got people out here tailgating 12, 14 hours before the game kicks off. Uh, I mean, just you got fans with no shirts on and it's freezing out here. You got girls in bikinis and it's freezing. And I'm looking up and I'm like, how y'all doing this? I'm barely surviving in this cold. And they're they're, they're having a good time. I mean, uh, 
but it's just it, the tradition here is is amazing. I mean, I, I say we have the best fans in the world. Uh, we played in Lamb. Uh, we played in uh, Cowboy Stadium. Uh, heard heard the stadium taking over. Go Pack, Go Chance. Same thing at uh, in the old Coliseum in L.A. Um, all over the place. So it, it, it's special to know you got fans everywhere. Aaron, real quick, uh, everybody had to deal with COVID this year, on and off the field. Uh, how had what was the wildest thing you had to deal with as far as uh, playing the game? I, I know I heard. Uh, I was talking to one of my buddies who's currently still playing. He goes, the wildest thing about playing in the mix of all this COVID is there's no fans, right? Like, after you score a touchdown, the, the stadium's quiet, um, and you can pretty much hear everything. Um, what are some of the things that you had to deal with, kind of overcome uh, during this whole pandemic? So it's funny, the, what you just said, the score of the touchdown, that one caught me off guard. Like, the first week one, we are in Minnesota, and I scored. And, you know, you usually can't hear your team – like all your teammates or you you usually hit her fans and all of that so uh somebody's like do something cool and i'm like i turn around i'm like who said that like you know and, and it was in a funny voice too so like you you never hear, like that was the first time i heard my teammates and then uh also you just hear the the pads popping even more it's like you don't hear the fans as much uh, and what was the other part of the question how have you overcome it? Like, how have you dealt with getting tested? And and just from the mental standpoint of getting tested, dealing with the pandemic, isolating yourself, quarantine, um, how, how have you adjusted to all of it? Uh, pretty easy. It's easy to quarantine in Green Bay, uh, a small <laughs> town. Uh, I mean, so it's not it's not uh, a lot going on. So uh, they they make sure we're, we're doing the right things. And I mean, the test, they, they get annoying, but the good thing is it's only the, like the swab, so they're not going all the way up. I think if it was that, people wouldn't be going for it. Uh, but uh, other than that, it's, I mean, it's what we got to do to play. So we understand that and just got to do it. Um, so you've been with the Packers long enough where you're with Mike McCarthy and now Matt LaFleur. We talk about a lot of these awards and – Matt LaFleur's name doesn't get mentioned for coach of the year much, but I mean, in his two years, he's 27 and seven with you guys. Um, what can you talk about him as a coach and why he is such a great coach? Uh, yeah. Coach, coach LaFleur, uh, he's such a player, like a player friendly coach. He, he, uh, he wants to know where we're coming from. He wants to understand where we're coming from. Uh, he, he, he listens to us uh, when we, when we're talking or like if, Hey coach, this is kind of we've been in full pads all year. Like some players to say that, and he'd be like, you know what, you're right. It's like you guys can you guys get this work done without the pads, blah blah blah. And and we go on and do that, and and so it's just a player's coach, and he brings a lot lot of energy every day. Uh, He keeps meetings fun, entertained. Uh, He he was in the locker room dancing the other day. They got him to do the gritty. Uh, (laughs) He tried to get Jamal to dance, and. Uh, he was like, I will, I, I will if we win. And he, 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 did, he actually didn't do it the week we, we had won, well, we, we did win the following week, but he didn't do it that week. He said he was. And then after we played Chicago, he just busted it out in the locker room. Um, <laughs> wasn't the gritty, but he was on beat. He did something that looked, it, it was, it was cool. Cause he was on beat and it wasn't the gritty, but I don't know what it was, but he was on beat. He could have put it. He could have done in the club. He could have done the club okay. and it straight. Okay. <laughs> um, so a big storyline going into this season with Green Bay was your first round pick, Jordan Love. Now he obviously hasn't played. Aaron Rodgers is setting the world on fire, is probably the MVP of the league. But how has the team and the offense specifically embraced Jordan Love? Uh we embraced him with open arms, you know. He didn't control where he got drafted. Um, he just wants to play football and um learn. So he got we he knows and everybody knows, you know, you have one of the that you have the best quarterback to learn from and grow from. So um, take it all in and, um, and learn. And everybody's, uh, like I said, everybody welcome with open arms, uh, helping them learn, helping them grow. Uh, he's excited to be here and uh, you're excited to have him. All right, let's talk Roman swipes. Most guys have tried different ways to last longer, but thinking about baseball doesn't always work. The folks at Roman an online men's health company are changing the game with Roman swipes. The secret to longer lasting sex, saying the Pledge of Allegiance in your head, counting backwards from 10. Yeah, that's not it. Roman, Roman swipes are a clinically proven way to last longer in bed. We all like to last a little longer. They're effective ways. Uh, they're easy to use, fast acting, but don't require a prescription. Roman can ship swipes to you in discreet, unmarked packaging. 
and each swipes packet is small enough to hide in your wallet for whenever you need it. Uh, they're super easy to use. Just take swipes out of the packet, swipe it on, and let it dry. You're good to go. That's it. Go to GetRoman.com slash deep, and you can get your first month of swipes for just $5 when you choose a monthly plan. That's GetRoman.com slash deep. Once again, GetRoman.com slash deep. Back to you, Stephen Che, the big pickle. Yeah, this has been great. Aaron, thank you so much for for joining us. Um, We really appreciate it. And it's very awesome uh, that you're doing the Yards for Shoes campaign. Uh, So thank you to Adidas um, for that again. I got something too. I'm I'm actually connected to Barstool. Oh yeah, how's that? I, I bought some stock in Penn Gaming back in like oh, February when it was like thirty dollars, like twenty, like twenty four, twenty five dollars. Then it went up, it hit went up, and then the pandemic hit went down to like three dollars. And I was telling everybody, <laughs> get your Penn Gaming, get your Penn Gaming, <laughs> letting them know. And and then uh, my friend yesterday, he was like, "Dang, you told me to buy in. It's up. It's like at a hundred dollars." Hey man. There you go. Look, Aaron Day Trader, baby. Yes, And shout out to Coach Coos because he was one of the only coaches to ever give me a chance at the next level at, at, college, at the college ball. So he talked he very highly. Me and my brother. He talked very That's highly about you. Yeah. That's dope. I mean, technically, you're our boss then, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aaron, and be rooting yeah. for you. This Thank was very yes, fun. I appreciate y'all for having me. And allow me to go deep with y'all. Hey. Packers running back. Really cool guy. I mean, uh, the Bucks were about to face him in the playoffs. It was hard to not root for the guy. Um, just seems like a good-hearted dude, a guy you'd love to have on your sideline and be cheering for. Um, so, fun time interviewing Aaron Jones. Uh, but, guys, uh, you know, two weeks outside of the Super Bowl. We're moving into draft season. Closing thoughts. You know, quarterback carousel. What do you guys think in this next week? Willie, let's start with you. Yeah, man, I'm interested to see. Um, obviously, Joey had mentioned it. What's gonna help? What the hell's happening? What the hell's gonna happen with Big Ben? That's gonna be. Uh, that's gonna really shake headlines. Um, I, I'm ready for the Deshaun Watson thing to kind of just happen already. I'm tired of seeing it. Um, either he's staying or he's going. I know he hasn't responded uh, to the Texans phone call. Um, I had the opportunity to do a versus challenge with him and Mike Vick. Uh, and he didn't give any, he didn't give anything up, man. I think it still mums the word, but uh, I would like to see Deshaun Watson see where he lands. And I think right now with the Super Bowl behind us, I think a lot of fans are going to want to know: Are they going to be fans in the building next year? You know what? What does it? What does the combine look like? What? What? What does OTAs look like? I think some fans are looking for some type of normalcy um, of what the NFL is going to look like. We, we were able to get through this. Uh, the case, the COVID cases are kind of on a decrease, but they're still out there. So it's not like it's totally uh, vanished. Uh, but I think a lot of people are interested. What does the season look like? Uh, what it looks like for fans next year? And I'm excited uh, to kind of get this thing going again. Yeah, Willie, you mentioned the combine. And um, right about this time, usually every year, maybe a week later or so, uh, the combine is right here in my backyard in Indianapolis. So uh, this year, I'm going to be pouring one out for them. Going to go to St. Elmo's and Harry and Izzy's to be what usually would be where the center of the NFL universe is. Uh, the, the 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 city is a perfect host for the combine. I will die on that sword uh, day in and day out. Uh, yes, the weather's not that great. Like right now, I'm looking at outside the eight to ten inches of snow. It doesn't happen every year, but you know, people want to be in LA or whatever it is for the combine. But I will, uh, in, in honor of this week or next week when the Combine would typically be in town for Indianapolis, I will always remind you that there is no better host city. There is no better host for the Combine than right here in Indianapolis. If you haven't been here, you make your way here for Hoops Heaven, all the March Madness that's coming up a month from now, less than a month from now. Uh, all the games are going to be here. We're switching from football to basketball now, I'm talking, but this is my hometown. I will fight for it day in and day out. Pouring one out for the 2021 NFL Combine in Indianapolis. Um, I have a bold prediction. I think we're going to see a quarterback on the move in the next week. So whether it be Carson Wentz, we're taping this Tuesday. It's 11.53 in the morning right now. Uh, whether it be Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, Sam, uh, Sam Darnold, um, one of these quarterbacks that's kind of fringe, even Teddy Bridgewater, I think somebody is going to be on the move. Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe. Um, the time, time is taken, like you're saying, Jerry. The Combine... You know, typically this is, you know, about next week when it would start. Um, 
So I think it's time. Teams are going to start moving. Um, I think the the Stafford for Goff deal kind of messed everything up because it throws off the whole scale because if Stafford is worth, you know, Jared Goff, who, you know, I feel like most people would rate as a solid starter, maybe slightly below solid, um, plus, you know, two first-round draft picks. Um, that kind of throws off the scale of, of what guys are worth. So now is, you know, Harry Roseman thinking that Carson Wentz is going to get a Matthew Stafford type package. I don't think anybody really thinks that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I think, you know, the teams to watch are going to be Indy and Chicago. I mean, Chicago, those guys, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are trying to hold on to their jobs. So I don't think a rookie quarterback is going to be really the solution that they go with. I think a free agent quick fix is probably the best and fastest way. Um, and then, you know, Indy, I mean, they're a ready-made Super Bowl team, honestly. Like, they they are a quarterback away. If you, I mean, you can't really do this, but if you put Tom Brady on that team, there's no reason that the Colts don't win the Super Bowl this year. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think one of those teams definitely has uh, to make a move for a quarterback. Jacob Eason, the, the third-round pick on a Washington last year, certainly isn't the answer um, for next year, at least for the Colts. So, um, I, I think we're going to see somebody on the move. Maybe it's Jimmy Garoppolo going home to New England. Who knows? Um, Matt Ryan, uh, uh, so I think somebody's going to be in the move this week. It'll be interesting. The NFL offseason is very interesting. Um, you know, so the salary cap number, I think, is going to come out pretty soon. Uh, and then I'll start having a ripple effect. I saw the Panthers just released K1 Short, a longtime defensive tackle for them. Um, so I think we're going to start to see some, start to see some things happening. Um, Super Bowl hangover is pretty much over. Uh, we're getting into the real offseason. So, um, Stevie J, this is going to be the first offseason. You don't have to worry about who's going to be throwing the ball for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, this is it's true. This is I mean, this is a lot for you. I don't know how if you can handle it, because usually you'd be on your your fucking keyboard jerking <laughs> off, trying to figure out who's going to be the next guy. You don't have to worry about that. I mean, you're, you're this is technically your, your offseason heaven. Yeah, I mean, there's no better pick to have in the draft than the 32nd pick. <laughs> so uh yeah i mean yeah I'm going through mocks now i'm watching some tape of, of these college guys coming out and yeah i'm not really focusing on like even like mac jones is you know maybe a, a middle to end of the first round guy like i'm not really focused on that we got that position i think we're going all in uh we're going to pick guys that can contribute immediately and the quarterback position uh doesn't appear to be one of them thank god um but yeah i mean i think we're gonna start seeing some movement soon stay tuned for that um, stay tuned to going deep Instagram and post some stories of some, some guys get moved. Um, but for Super Bowl champion Willie Cologne, peace. And for the man of a million voices, Joey Monero, stay safe, stay warm, everybody. This is Stephen Che. Thank you guys for rocking with us another week.